Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Black Health Academy podcast. The Black Health Academy is an affordable membership site and community dedicated to the eradication of the most common chronic diseases affecting the black community. Diseases such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, and much more. In order to join the Black Health Academy, remember to join at www.theblackhealthacademy.com to get in on the conversation and to take advantage of the online school. At the Black Health Academy, we have courses on plant-based nutrition, high-intensity interval workouts, master classes on how to treat and or prevent chronic diseases, and a whole school dedicated to psychological and emotional wellness. That's the theblackhealthacademy.com to get in on the conversation and join the community. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host and Black Health Academy founder, Lisa A. Smith, joined by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. So today we're talking all about chronic diseases, specifically autoimmune diseases, and even more specifically, lupus. Lupus disproportionately affects African-American women almost three times more than it does any other demographic. So we're going to deep dive into lupus today, talk about a little bit about what it is, some potential treatments for lupus, and exactly why and exactly why and how we can um, work towards making sure we are protecting ourselves, our men, and our women. But first, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Remember back in the day when we started the podcast, we had uh, either we had or we played around with having a segment called TGIF. Oh, yeah. (laughs) TGIF was a segment that we wanted to do, but it's still for thank God I'm fit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, I have to park in a parking garage Mm -hmm. at home. And so I usually park on eight. Mm -hmm. Girl, I went to the parking garage today. And, like, the lights were low, a faint alarm was sounding. Mm -hmm. And basically, somebody had rung the alarm on the elevator so it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And so, and my car was on eight. Mm -hmm. All I said was TGIF and hit those steps. Oh, yeah, instantly. Instantly. Went up eight flights of steps like it was nothing. Literally carrying my bag, all my food that I needed to eat after I left the gym, and... You know, we're in Detroit, so what is it? All of one degree outside, no exaggeration. I think when I got Literally. in my car, it said zero degrees. So I was layered up. I had on mm-hmm. two pair of pants, two pair of socks, two shirts, a jacket, a coat, hat, scarf. So, you know, if you're climbing eight flights of stairs, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're like, mm-hmm. like, so I was, I was dying from heat exhaustion. But my legs was tight, like my breathing was cool. I was like, TGIF. Because, you know, as I'm going up each flight, there's people at the elevators for different reasons, like sitting there, like scratching their heads, like, why the elevator not working? Why the elevator not coming? And I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, I hope they can get where they need to go. Right. Because um, TGIF. <laughs> right. That reminds me of when we had that fire, uh, fire thing, you know. When oh, you fire have alarm? It. No, fire drill. Drill. Yeah. And some people were like hiding in the bathroom because we were on the 13th floor. We had to walk down th- down 13th flight, not even up 13th flight, down 13th flights of steps. And that's not even a TGIF, I think. That's just, you know, get in shape because, yeah, I mean, down 13 flights of steps. I can't even say you need to be fit to do that. Well, we can't. But most some people, I think it's difficult to go down. Some people, it's more difficult to go down steps than it is up if they have, um, you know, how you have to shift your weight. A certain way to go up steps. So I think for some people, it's actually harder to go down steps. Right. Yeah, the way you go up. So for some people, that is a um a thing. Yeah, obviously, because they were turning in the bathroom. Yeah. And then recently, when you told me um how impressed your niece was with you for not get, catching a cold this winter. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> my heat was broken in my car for a couple of weeks. And it's been like sub-zero temperatures. And I've just been like, fine. Like, no sniffles. No, right. Um, nothing. And she, and the first thing she said, she was like, I thought you had got that fixed. I was like, no. And she was like, wow, that is so impressive with your health because, (laughs) you know, you're not, you didn't get sick and nothing. Like it didn't affect you at all. I'm like, it did affect me. I was very cold. But But as far as like any adverse effects on my health or anything like that, no, I'm absolutely once, you know, I get into the war building or whatever, I'm just absolutely I'm fine. cool. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I think yeah. most people, you know, don't think like that. But as you mature in your health journey, it becomes more about how you fit in your jeans and what your waist looks like. But 
Things like not catching colds or when you do, they're not nearly as severe and don't last as long. Things like even, you know, that time of the month for women not being as severe. People don't know that you don't have to suffer through that. Like you don't have to have no, allergies or sinuses. Um, that's something that we've more than likely done to ourselves over time by compromising our immune system with our lifestyle. Right. So anyway, TGIF. I just wanted to bring that segment back. <laughs> the way I shot <laughs> up those eight I'm flights fit. of steps yeah. today was like, uh, yeah, you know, a little, a little uh, boost of energy. You got to your, to your car. Like, yeah, yeah like it was nothing. Okay. I hopped in my car, threw my bags in like eight flights. It was nothing. I'm like, man, oh yeah. my God. Um, oh my. Okay. Check this out. So I'm reading this art. I'm reading this article the other day. You are not going to believe the headline. Okay, this is not my wait what, but I had to share it with you because it's so doggone ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Here's the headline: Chef resigns after serving dairy to vegans on purpose. Okay, first of all, pick your jaw up because oh. you about to get even more shocked when I read what she posted on Facebook. So this chef, as the headline says intentionally she owned owned this restaurant and she intentionally served dairy to vegans why so let me read a quick clip laura goodman has left her position as head chef at italian restaurant carlini after bragging on facebook about serving animal products to vegans um chef laura announced her resignation from uh as an english she's in england england-based italian restaurant after admitting to serving animal products to vegan diners Goodman prepared a special menu for a group of vegan and vegetarian guests. A vegan guest unknowingly ordered a pizza topped with animal-based mozzarella from an existing menu that was available to the group. Instead of informing the guest that the menu item was not vegan, Goodman took to Facebook to boast that she had, and I quote, spiked the vegan. Goodman followed with a second post stating... Pious, judgmental vegan who I spend all day cooking for has gone to bed still believing she's vegan. Commenters on the post called Goodman's actions disgusting and spiteful, pointing out the danger in serving guests potential allergens, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, Carlini's uh, Google reviews have dropped to one star since the incident. The restaurant has deleted his fa- its Facebook page. Um, Laura has tendered her resignation. And the board of directors are currently considering their options, blah, 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 blah. But how malicious can you be? How can people be so cold? I've never been so shocked. Absolutely. And it's not even, you know, what does she call the, the vegans? It's not that it's you. Right. You, you, you pious judgmental like vegans. You're the judgmental one thinking that all vegans are like that. Exactly. You're the one that's exactly. judging. Yes. And to put someone's life at risk because of your just unfounded, yes. I'm sure, belief. Yep. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Intentionally serve dairy to vegans. And I, I, I and I know that it goes on more often than then we yeah, yep. E- even unintentionally, like I, I think I told you about when I ordered that soup and I asked the chef, mm-hmm. was the soup vegan? And she looked at me like I was stupid, like it's tomato basil soup. And I was like, yes, but is it vegan? Mm-hmm. And she's like looking at me really like stupid. Yes, it's vegan. Yeah, I get it upstairs and. It has Parmesan cheese. All, I tasted all the way through it. And hey, please tell me you went back and told her and corrected. No, I didn't. What? No, I didn't. They closed at oh, two. It would have gave me so much satisfaction to go bust her bubble. Yeah. And um, and so I was like, how could she have thought this was vegan? But people don't know the difference between vegetarian and vegan sometimes. And that, they, that's very and true. it's ridiculous. Because people call me vegetarian all the time and I don't correct them. But and then also, I think people go by the title of the food, so people will automatically, oh, tomato basil. There's yes. clearly no animal products in that, but that's completely untrue. Like even Panera Bread's tomato basil soup is cream based, right? They're they're exactly yeah. So um, yeah, you're right. Most people just don't know, um, and so you're right. Unintentional or intentional, you have to be very very careful with eating out. If you have, you know, certain health values, core beliefs or whatever, um, and try and go to a place that either specializes in plant-based food or, you know, somewhere that you can really verify that people uh, practice that lifestyle and has a customer base that they cater to a lot. Right. You because know? Um, I just stopped officially stopped eating meat. I stopped eating it unofficially, like when I stopped eating cheese because I realized it's not good without cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like Mexican food just doesn't have taste. The, the taste is the cheese. 
But I just officially, like, I will never eat Mexican food again because every time I ask them, are the beans um, vegetarian? Like, are they, you know, because a lot of, what are those beans, type of beans? Is it pinto or whatever that comes, like the, the, the yeah, I think that, it's, come, that, that, that they refry. Yeah, I always ask yeah. them, are these vegetarian? And they say always say, yes, there's not, no, you know. But I realize that they probably think because they don't add any, like, meat products into it that they think that. It's like, vegetarian. Yeah, but it's Because they're not making the beans from scratch. No. I'm sure they're, they're coming from a can. Right. Which is probably made with lard. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they probably, now that I know that chefs and people, they just sometimes don't even know, even though they should. But. I was like, I'm not eating at right. a Mexican restaurant ever again because that's what I get is the beans. So. It's the beans, yeah. And as but as society moves more towards consciousness with regard to diet, um, I think people are not only becoming more in the know about it. Uh, restaurants and food industries are they they nearly have to to keep up and to maintain revenue because. So many people are giving up so many animal products. And so now, in order to survive, you're going to have to start offering plant-based options. Right. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you'll be more successful that way because a lot of people, even if they don't become full-fledged plant-based, That's the they thing. want to feel like they're doing something active right. towards their health and because, yeah, eating because some type of meals like that even a few times a week. Because unfortunately, a lot of people also believe that vegetarian or vegan automatically means healthy. And so people be like, oh, I'll try the vegetarian chip. You know, it's probably made with a ton of oil, processed stuff, soy, tofu, whatever. But a lot of consumers believe, hey, Lisa, it says vegan or vegetarian on the package. And we're constantly educating people like, so? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Go on. (laughs) Tell me why it's healthy. Right. Let me read the (laughs) ingredients. That means nothing to me. But, uh, yeah, as people have more... uh, Appeal, more appeal to plant-based lifestyle restaurants and to stay in business, you know, food products, they're just going to have to start creating those, those dairy-free, just like, um, what's that popular ice cream maker? I think it's Ben and Jerry's now has a dairy-free ice cream. Wow. They can't, they, they like, oh, we're not losing out on some of that market share. All these dairy-free ice creams started popping up. Girl, last time I was in the, um, dairy-free ice cream section, I was like, okay, Ben. And Jerry, <laughs> both of you, both of you guys, <laughs> like it, I was so shocked to see a commercial brand have, but um, I think I forgot what it's, there's a commercial brand of yogurt now that has a dairy free option. I can't remember which one it is. So I mean, these big flu industries are have caught a clue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, Taj was telling me about the the dairy industry industry in I'm not sure which country it is. They have this big lawsuit going trying to get the vegan and the um. You know, like the almond milk and stuff, to stop calling it milk. Like, it's not mm. milk because she they're stealing all the customers. Like, they want them to call it, like, almond substitute or something like that. It's not like, very attractive. Right. right. <laughs> they don't, they, they're trying to claim the, the title word of milk. The, the word milk. Wow. That is not milk. Yeah. So, they're getting even hip to the fact that a lot of consumers are getting more aware and they're moving away from dairy. When they will just be do better creating a dairy-free option. They will do better, but right. still, but that you cows are more accessible. They're cheaper. They're right. Vegan. Wow, but that's only that's only while people are still buying the cow milk. Right, right. <laughs> so that down. They better invest in an almond farm. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, please don't, because then they'll start trying to overprocess the almonds like they do the cow. Girl, no, no, just leave us GMO alone. almonds is on their way in five, four, four yeah. three. <laughs> no, let's not even do it. Okay, let's deep dive into Driven. Driven is our segment where we highlight African American um, trailblazer in our community who is made who has made a significant contribution to health and or wellness, um, and has deemed themselves necessary worth mentioning here on the podcast. Our goal is to kind of educate you on some individuals or some people who we think you should know about and follow in your timeline. So that you can um, be more informed about individuals who look like you, sound like you, who have had similar journeys as yours. And, you know, then whereby becoming more motivated to kind of stick to it and understand that this journey is for us, too. Right. Right. We, too, are plant based and we, too, work out and do marathons and, you know, triathlons and CrossFit and all these amazing things. And so our goal is to, you know, put you more in the know on these individuals and these people so that you can follow them. You know, I was I did a um, 
uh, I had a speaking engagement last weekend and during that speaking engagement, I went over our method for weight loss, our mm-hmm. chance mm-hmm. Uh, method for weight loss. And so, you know, the E in chance in that formula stands for environment. And so one of the things I told the audience was that it's super important that as you em- embark on a new health and wellness journey, you know, to prevent or reverse your chronic disease, to lose weight, to eat healthier, that you change your environment, not just physically, but socially. You know, Mm -hmm. part of the reason a lot of us aren't consistent is because we're not intentionally inundating our environment and our timelines with reminders. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. and so these people that we mentioned to you guys on this driven segment you know, if they're still alive and if they have social media pages, our goal is for you to go follow them, yeah. you know, to put them in your feed. Because if you're just now starting off and your your goal is to just drink half your body weight in water or have, you know, two plant based meals a week or work out a little harder. It actually becomes much easier if one out of the, you know, if um, 75 out of 100 times that you hop on social media that day is somebody in your timeline mm-hmm. doing that. You know, right. if you, you scroll, you see the Black Health Academy telling you, oh, only over 50 percent of us are, is obese and you need to work out harder, drink more water. And then they, you go to Jay's page and she's like demonstrating the exercise you need to do. And then you go to you keep scrolling. You see somebody else saying, you know, hey, I tried, you know, Brussels sprouts and this is how I made them. Here's a recipe. So if you have that stuff constantly on your timeline, like you have other stuff you're interested in. And that's really tr- tried and true, because that's exactly what I did when I got into health and wellness. Like that's exactly what I did when I got into health and wellness. Um, I, I got on Instagram, follow all the fitness people. Yes. Like I just constantly kept looking up stuff on YouTube, but everything I did was just a constant reminder of what I wanted to be doing and what I wanted to feel like and who I wanted to become in that regard. And it's very, very true. Even if you fall off that day and then I get on here and then I see Manko fit doing this. (laughs) Some squats at home, you know, with her new baby. Okay. Shoot. If she can bounce back or if she can do that. Or somebody talking about just got off work, about to hit the gym real quick. Exactly. Like, I dang. promise you. And one time I seen um, a girl, she was like, I just left uh, having some drinks at the bar. And it showed her at the wait, at the gym with the bar. She was like, I just, I just, this was my day to come. I, I didn't, I still didn't skip it. And she was like, and her, she was, she's super in shape. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try that at home. She's an, <laughs> she's an expert. But I'm just saying it was like, it just showed me dedication. Like, yes. you know what? I'm not going to skip my workout because I went somewhere else before I did what I was supposed to do. So I was like, okay, I feel extra motivated. Yep. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it because um, it's really important. So today on Driven, we want to highlight really quickly a young lady on Instagram. And she her name is Chaparral Dallas. Um, S-H-A-P-P-R-E-L-L Dallas, D-A-L-L-A-S. And I came across her... I think she was in the like in the explore mm-hmm. section on on my Instagram, and um, she is very popular for posting before not before and after, but like older photos of herself then, and mm-hmm. then she replicates the pose and everything, and posts current pictures of herself now. So she's now forty six years old, and she is phenomenal. She looks amazing, um, and she's a health and wellness a personal trainer. Her and her husband. And she's a huge motivator because she's 46 years old. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think she, not not for me for the age as much as over the, her time at posting at 26 and 46. Like the constant that she looks just as good as she did at 26. And, yes. And you know, that's, for some people that's hard to believe, but almost better. Because I do believe that women, especially black women, we really do age like, you know, fine wine. Like we really get better with time and she looks amazing. So it's so, it's just good to, sometimes you just need to see it. Yes. Like if you stay consistent, you don't just, you're not just in shape at this year and the next year. It doesn't have to fluctuate. No, that's you right. You literally just, just maintain this great health and this, this great physique. If you choose to stay um, active, if you st- choose to stay on top of your dietary needs, not wants, like the things that you need, yes. the nutrients and the fibers and all of that stuff that you need. If you stay on it, you can consistently stay looking and feeling amazing. That's, and that's right. what she has done. And it's very, like, it's very um, encouraging to me with me being 40. It's like, 
okay, you know, you hear all that stuff like menopause and you automatically um, start doing this and you automatically start doing that. And your menopause, I mean, your um, metabolism does slow down. But yep. You got to rev it up more. That's right. That's right. So, you have to adjust your methods through your journey. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah and it's really important. So she owns a company called Top Body Fitness. Um and her and her husband and their co there's coaches and they are ama amazing. They have she has a huge following and I think it's you know it it'll be worthy to add her <clears throat> and her husband to your top line. So look up Top Bodies Fitness again. Her name is Chappelle Dallas. That's her name on Instagram. I don't know if Dallas is her last name or just the city, but. She's been fe featured in the New York Times. She's been featured on Pop Sugar, which is a popular uh, website. And so she has a huge following and um, she's been featured on the UK Daily Star. And, you know, she's just African-American woman who has committed, you know, part of her journey in her life to her health and wellness and is a walking demonstration of that. And it's nothing like seeing somebody who is living what they're teaching. Mm -hmm. Constantly. And I love the picture. She did with the side by side of her standing over her daughter when her daughter was a baby, and her standing with her daughter when her daughter was. I grown. didn't even see that. Oh, one. it's amazing because she's super fit when her daughter was a baby, and her daughter is like looking like her twin now, and they're and they're both in shape. Oh, I love it. And it's just like, okay, I see you, mom. Right. I see you. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. So Chappelle Dallas, at her S H A P P R E L L um, Dallas, and then if any kind of way uh, this gets back to you, Chappelle, uh, follow the Black Health Academy, if you will. Uh, you're welcome for the shout out. <laughs> but you're amazing. We honor you. Thank you for keeping um, other African-Americans in our community driven towards their health and wellness goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now for wait, what? God, oh, I forgot. <laughs> like, we talked about so much stuff. I thought so, we did our wait, what? No, last time on the wait, what, we both lost our minds okay. on last episode. Okay. Uh, you, bit. You, you, you let things get out of hand. I let things... Okay. Yeah. Oh, you let yeah. things get out of hand. Uh, girl, I listened back to that episode and laughed so hard. <laughs> Laughter is so contagious. It is. Oh, my. I was just cracking up because you have no sense. So... Um, wait, what is our segment where Jay and I highlight something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? <laughs> so, I told you I did a speaking engagement last week. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the speaking engagements, I was asked, I answering some of the audience's questions, right? So when you <laughs> don't start, don't. And it's not start. even funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. She came up to me and she's like, yeah, girl, I need to get it together because my bank <laughs> emailed me and was like, you done spent $3,600 in the last three months on food. Would you like us to refer you to our primary care physician? <laughs> Shut up. No, you, no, no. I swear, Jay. I swear. That has not happened in real life. I didn't know. I said, what? I said, what? <laughs> Jay, your bank is like, listen, you been, we've been monitoring <laughs> your debits and you eat out way too much. <laughs> Would you like to see our in-house primary care physician? <laughs> I said, wait, what? Ma'am, please say that again. I said, does that happen? Who who do you bank with? What? My okay, pick my job. Pick your job. Jay. I I literally died. <laughs> First <laughs> I died. <laughs> Yeah, fam. Oh, my God. They said, you swipe that card on some takeout one more time, and we send the doctor over there to you. <laughs> like, was this a meeting? Like, we got to do it. You know? <laughs> like, because at the end of the day, if she died, we stop getting deposits. That's <laughs> what we really try to say. We need you as a customer. Can you please stop eating out so much? What? What is, what is happening? Is the funniest part, they didn't say, like, a money manager. <laughs> no. No. Not we want to help you save, keep your money in the bank. No, keep spending. <laughs> Just stop eating it on that. But stop spending on that bull. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, not can we help you money your manage your money, baby. Hey, maybe you you'll be better off in the long run if you take some of that and invest it store. in the stock market. They said no. You eat out too much. You would have you like, to be sick. Would you like you have, first of all, that's the thing. You you have to be sick from eating out this much. Can I refer you? 
to our primary care physician. I said, you are lying to me right now. I said, banks do that? That's the funniest thing and the, and the saddest thing. Tell me that wasn't like a brilliant way. That's why I could not tell you. I want to tell you so bad. Right. I mean, physician, a bank, how does that even go together? Somebody was like, it, at the end of the day, it's our responsibility. We see what's going on. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, and you can't I, ignore that. And I'd be remiss if I if I went to my grave without trying to say this young lady. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I, like, I think it was totally not even in the the protocol. Like, it's Shut just, up. They, just, <laughs> they went completely off grid. Like Off the grid. Off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> the person that typed the email probably was looking over their shoulder, like, just watch the door. Like, let me just see, because I got somebody I can recommend. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. yeah. That, that was off the grid. That, <laughs> management don't even know. That yeah. was totally like, we got to do Banks don't care about your health. That don't yeah, go together. that was a couple employees like, yeah. you, see, you see what I see? Yeah. Y'all crossing industries. Y'all ain't... <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I said something is loose. Oh, go. Take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Wow, but... you're unconcerned. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. Okay, so I got myself together. That was my way. What? Um, yeah, that was that was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I hope. Did you? Were you able to assist? No, I just laughed. Like I just sat there and laughed. I couldn't. I was too shocked. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you mean assist with giving her services? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're following up. We're following up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were right. They were right to step in on that. Mm-hmm. $600, that's a lot of money. And I'm trying to factor, I'm trying to think, like, how much money do you spend? Yeah, she said she eat out a crap ton. And, and then, that, I'm not exaggerating on that number, by the way. She really was, like, about that much over the past three months. Like, you eat out way too much. And she <laughs> said she addicted to work, so she's literally always on her laptop. She said wherever she goes, she has her laptop and she's working. She was like, I'm having anxiety right now. Because being at this event, this is the longer longest I've been without my laptop. She was like, all I do is work. So she's like, I don't have time to do nothing else. So I'm constantly ordering out, ordering out, ordering out. I was like, no way. She's like, I've gained, she said 50 pounds over the last year or maybe 100 pounds over the last year. But it was a significant amount of weight. And so she was like, I need help. And I was like, Wow. I was like, well, first thing we have to do is work on your core values. It's not going to be about exercise and diet. The first thing you need to do is get affiliated with that bank. <laughs> first of all, I need, need to, to open it. Right. You, they need to email you instead of the client. Then you call them. Listen, that's the plug right there. Right. We got about 18 uh, <laughs> clients. We've been reviewing yeah, their checking most... accounts this month. They look like they can use you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Welcome to the Black Health Academy. Um. So, yeah, that's my way what. Okay, my way what is... So, you know, first of the year, everybody's exercising, you know, doing their thing. And a few of my coworkers have been exercised together as like a group or okay. So um, they went to the gym. But one of the one of them that's kind of like leading the thing, she's always been into working out. Um, she she wants to train other people. She's kind of, her and her boyfriend's like really serious about it. Mm-hmm. And so she led the other two ladies in, in the exercise Um you know, when they went out to work out. So the next day they were, the, the other two ladies were really, really sore. Mm-hmm. Like they could barely sit down. Like they couldn't even breathe without it hurting. So they were walking really funny. Like they were pregnant, almost waddling, like, cause they didn't want to bend their knees or their legs or anything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, a lady at our job seeing her walking and the lady, you know, the one who worked out, she's black and the lady who's seen her walking, she's white. Okay. And she said, why are you walking like that? And she was like, oh, well, you know, it's the first of the year and everybody's trying to get their health together. You know that. She was like, we've been working out and, um, you know, doing these little exercise things and this, this and that. And she and the lady actually said, oh, it won't last. What? Yes. She said it won't last with no shame. So the white woman told the black girl. To her face. It won't last. And. She came back to me and she was and told me the story and I was so I wasn't that shocked because a lot of times I hear people say stuff like that like how long is that going to last but I the shocking part kind of was to me was from a different it, it doesn't usually doesn't work that way we can, you kind of need to keep your opinion to yourself like we're right. not friends we're not cool right. we don't even no yeah in that particular instance 
that wasn't appropriate because they're not they're like ne- nearly strangers right nearly strangers yes. right nearly right strangers. so for you to tell me to my face that yeah. my new efforts to work out ain't gonna last and the fact that like she's the girl who's working out she's like she's 30 mm-hmm. and the lady told her she's like probably 50 ish so it was so rude it's, it's like the the little details matter you know no one should say that to anyone but when it, it, it was just totally inappropriate all the way around. I was right. really shocked. Now she was like, and just because she said that, um, she just made sure that I'm going to keep going. Like she just did. She respond to her when she said it. I don't know what she said. Oh. I don't really know she responded. Wow. But I, it was really like, wait, what? She said what? You wow. know, why do people always put people or inject what they could or couldn't do into what you can and you can't do, exactly. or inject what they seen other people fail at into what you're going to fail at? Like exactly. it doesn't even work that it way. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, so don't what? Everyone says they're going to get healthy and they're going to work out this year, and then ninety percent of the people don't do it. That doesn't mean that that applies to me. That has nothing to do with me, right? Yes, but applaud my. If you're gonna do anything, applaud me even wanting to, mm-hmm. because it's the first of the year for you too, and you're not. It's not even on your mind. You're like just comfortable with being the same out of shape person you've always been. Exactly. So yeah, I thought that was really ridiculous. I'm like, wow, wow. You know, I must say, it's 2018. We're a couple days into it, and the whole resolution, Jim, about to be crowded thing. I feel like hasn't happened. It's the, I almost think it's a myth. Like people say, the gym gets so crowded. I remember it last year though, and it was like that. But and for how many days? Because I remember oh, it for like maybe one or two days. Oh, see, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I, I I probably have to chalk it up to the fact that I go to the gym non traditional hours. Like I usually be there at the time when people are already at work. So maybe right. at like early before work and right after work is more crowded. But I was there at like ten eleven recently, and I'm like, there's not a rush. <laughs> yeah. And then I and then I also have to and to respect because someone posted something on their page the other day and it made me really try to understand how people's mind work with that thing because you know I'm a cold turkey person we've discussed this everything I do has to be all or like nothing nothing right because if I baby step it I won't succeed right. I can't say okay I'm gonna you know wean myself off of this or wean myself it has to be I can't I, I don't eat sugar for thirty days mm-hmm. or I'm not gonna do this no more or like I gotta stop eating meat. Right now, it's not. I'm gonna need a little me because I don't know how to get. I don't know how to baby step or gauge. Right, just a like little that. bit or a little less. Right, um, you know. But <clears throat> I do re- have mad respect for people who just, you know, decide they want to make a change and they're going to do better. So you have to just respect people. Do like overnight, do cold turkey stuff. Like Taj quits smoking cigarettes. You know, one day just never picked up one again. Yeah. So just to say, and, and countless people have failed. Yes. Yep. You know, no passion, no nothing. Some people need the passion. Like, you can't gauge someone's success off of someone else's failure or their success. It just does not work that way. Agreed. Agreed. So today we're going to, let's deep dive real quickly into autoimmune diseases, what they are, um, what they look like for us as African-Americans, and, um, you know, why we're disproportionately affected by this particular disease, which is lupus. I've had friends and clients in the past who had lupus and it's a very very common mm-hmm. disease and um <clears throat> i think one that it's so common that we don't really even think about it mm-hmm. you know like it's kind of no big deal to a certain I, nobody's shocked oh you got lupus oh you know it's it's yeah it's like one of those things that you just kind of accept because i know i used to work with a girl i've been um i think i started getting familiar with lupus years ago when one of my coworkers had um lupus and she was you know really cool mm-hmm. it seemed like it didn't affect but she was always swollen like she was always um from the medicine from the medication Ooh, she was flaring up well does that well medication the lupus medication treats the flare ups it's, yeah right 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 so but it but it causes you to uh when she was taking steroids Steroids, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And I, I don't want to say swollen. I guess you can say swollen because it's not like you gain weight, right? But she, her, oh, oh, her face always looks swollen. Wow, and things like that all the time to to the point that was her regular look. So that's when I kind of got like introduced to lupus. I still, um, I still to this day don't. I know what it is, what causes it, how you know, but like, why is it so accepted and and why does it affect us so much? You and, know? and then moreover, the reason it's not a major 
thing is because it affects us so much. Do you know what I'm saying? Just like recently, there's been this huge push towards the opioid crisis. People are dropping dead from, you know, heroin um, and and crack because they're putting fentanyl in it now, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like this synthetic synthetic opiate. Mm -hmm. But now that white people are starting to die from it, now it's an opioid crisis. And now we got to do something about this thing. But African-Americans have been, you know disproportionately dying from heroin addictions and opiate addictions forever. Mm-hmm. But now that is like significantly impacting the su- suburban people and the middle class white people, it's like, oh. Yeah, it's always been It's always way. been like that. And so even studies when they're trying to, you know, cure something or quote unquote cure some, trying to cure something, the, the studies and everything is done on white people and we don't have the same makeup as they do. Right. You know, you have to study us, too. You have to figure out our bodies, too, when you're trying to get these so-called cures for Exactly. The population sample needs to be very diverse. Right. So you want to tell them what uh, lupus um, is? Well, autoimmune diseases in general, autoimmune disease is a disease in which the body's immune system attacks its healthy cells. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's many types of autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, Mm -hmm. lupus, celiac disease, type 1 diabetes is considered an autoimmune disease, multiple sclerosis. Um, So there's a lot of autoimmune diseases out there. Um, Lupus in particular is an inflammatory disease, inflammatory disease which causes the immune system to attack its own tissues. And a lupus can affect your entire body from your skin to your organs, Mm -hmm. um, you know, every, every system in your body. And there is not an exact known cause of it or where exactly it originated. But it disproportionately affect, affects African-American women. Um, and and unlike, like, so say, for example, HIV, where the immune system is underactive mm-hmm. and lupus, the immune system is overactive. Okay. And so where normally in a, in a healthy individual, your body creates antibodies to kill off, you know, like predatory cells in your body. Right. Right. Um, to fight viruses and bacteria. Um Bacteria, but in a person that's affected with lupus, the immune system uh, creates autoantibodies that destroys even your healthy tissue. Right. And so during a flare-up, a person with lupus may experience, we'll go over in detail some of the things you may experience um, if you have lupus. But as I said before, it can affect, you know, organs, skin, joints, muscles, um, and people often experience pain, inflammation, um, for a lot of fatigue, mm-hmm. right? It's a big one. I've had a lot of clients who, when they're in a flare up, they're like, "Least I just can't work out. I don't have the energy. I can't do it." Um, but it disproportionately affects women more than men. Um, and women, black women, um, have an earlier onset mm-hmm. of it as well. And it typically affects women during their childbearing years, so about ages fifteen to forty-four. It's when we're mostly affected by it. And te- check out this statistic. Out of the 1.5 million Americans that are diagnosed, 90% of those are women and African and 90% of those are women. And African Americans are three times more likely to be diagnosed with lupus. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I know I know that we were affected more than any other population and any other gender, but my thing is why? Mm-hmm. You know, because when you look at the reasons for lupus, it's you know, genetics, environmental factors, and mm-hmm. things um of that nature. But what and, you know, the same environmental factors such as, you know, the sun and, and things like that. Well, here's one of my belief systems. Because of the huge health disparities in our culture, African-Americans across the board, not just with lupus, are more likely to be misdiagnosed. Where our symptoms and the things we complain about or go to a doctor for are more likely to be brushed off or not looked into deeper than somebody else, right? So a young 20-year-old white boy can go in for the exact same symptoms as a young 20-year-old black woman. And the black woman be told, oh, it's just fatigue, get some rest, blah, blah, blah. Whereas the white boy would be told, you know what, I want you to get, let's test this just in case. And let's test that. So misdiagnosis, Mm -hmm. number one, um, are are symptoms and things being ignored, number two. Mm -hmm. It's very common across the board. That's why a lot of things like cancer is caught later. 
because mm -hmm. we don't get recommended for second opinions or specialists mm -hmm. as much as our, our non-black counterparts. That is so sad. You know, you can know you can note something, but when you just hear it so just it's cold. Just straight. It's, it's cold. Just, it hurts. One of the very first classes I took when I went back to school was sociology for um, medical doctors mm -hmm. or people, you know, becoming doctors. And so I took that class and I have never been so blown away by all of the disparities that mm -hmm. I think I didn't even think of. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, like we literally our best fight is prevention. Is, yeah. For us in particular, our best defense against these things is, is to never have them in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also think age plays a part in it, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, like comedian jokes, you know, when you're 20, you go to the doctor, they want to help you and they want to do this. When you're 40 and you go, it's like, uh, take some Motrin and yeah. 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 I mean, well, how much longer you really got? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, they don't do the same. They don't go the extra mile for you. Yes. To be associated with your age. Yeah. You know, we're not going to do this test and that test. And especially if you're black and you are. I'm middle-aged and things like that. Yep. So, yeah, but lupus, I know it's painful. I know, um, you know, a lot of us suffer from it. And but, but what the thing I want to talk about the most is how we just lay down and receive it. And, and not... I know a diagnosis means you're diagnosed. There's You've been diagnosed with this. This is you. This is what you've been... The cards you've been dealt. But... The way you can handle it is you have you have power. Yes, with the disease, mm -hmm. you definitely have power. And I know it's an emotional thing where it's like, okay, why me? I have to deal with this. I have to deal with this pain. I hurt. But I don't. What I think a lot of people don't understand is the things that they can do to reduce the amount of stress. Yes, um, and the amount of things that help inflame the body. You know, if we took the time out to, even if you weren't preventative, even if you never even heard of this thing and you all of a sudden got, because people are play, you'll get certain people placed in your life like you have the client with lupus and you try to help. And, and she tried for a minute, but it was like, it was almost like the belief system wasn't there. Yes. It was like, <clears throat> yes, this holistic type of thing without the help of Western, you know, modern medicine, right. how much can you really help me? Yes. You're, you're a hundred percent right with that. I think, although there are a crap ton of health disparities, um, that cannot be ignored or denied at the same time, we do absolutely have to take responsibility for, um, our lack of willingness sometimes to try things right. that are non-traditional, to try things that are traditional, like, hey, just work out and lose weight. You know, mm -hmm. hey, can I? what pill can I take? What medicine can I take? What pill, powder, or potion, or quick fix can I apply to this versus doing the work and wrapping your brain around, you can no longer eat dairy. You can no longer eat meat. You can no longer put this sugar in your body that causes your body to be acidic because you're dealing with... Um, <clears throat> An autoimmune disease, and mm -hmm. you can no longer put anything in your body that compromises your immune system further, right? Right. So being able to say, okay, because a physician may not tell you that. It may be just a personal trainer that really gives a damn mm -hmm. that tells you that, right? Because a lot, even a lot of physicians are, you know, peel powder or potion, right? Mm -hmm. It's their fix. And so having somebody come to you and say, I'm experiencing this, I'm experiencing treating this or pr prior clients, and this is what I suggest. And then you're coming back to every session talking about, oh, I accidentally binged on cupcakes this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's like at some point you have to take responsibility. And, not, and your only argument can al can always be, oh, the doctor didn't change my medication right mm -hmm. or they, you know, put, didn't put my dosage right or I'm going to try this new experimental drug. You have to wrap your brain sometimes around doing hard work. Right. And not only just hard work, but doing more than what you were doing. You know what I mean? Like, okay, the recommended amount of uh, cardio exercise. Did you even walk or did you even try to, you know, like, why do you think your joints are stiff? You're not doing any type of exercises mm -hmm. or you're not doing anything because that happens to a regular person. I can't even imagine dealing with this chronic illness. Mm -hmm. But 
It's like a catch-22 sometimes because the exercise might hurt at that moment. It's almost like your knees. Like yep. when you say, okay, well, you you know, you have issues with your knees. I need you to start doing some squats, getting your joints moving. And it's like, wait, I just told you my knees hurt. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> but it's like your knees are going to continue to lock up and be stiff because you don't do it. And, and that's the same thing with lupus. Like exercise is highly recommended. Yes. But I can see why you don't want to exercise. Right. Because one of the major, you know, side effects or symptoms of lupus is fatigue. Exactly. And, and so, joint pain. And joint pain. So. Yeah, you're right. But it's like we were discussing earlier. It's like the, you know, you got to have sight and vision you got to have faith and sometimes you don't see what the benefits are you just literally have to work with with full just no doubt that w- this is going to be beneficial to me and my health because what are the options yes that's what right what are the options that you have <clears throat> you're right um you know we tend to believe that because exercising is annoying you don't want to sweat it's easier to just not do it why would i just do it and be in pain and hopefully this will work versus not doing, not being, you know, not get sore from exercising, mm-hmm. not inconvenience myself. And I'll just at least not deal with anything more than I'm already dealing with. Yeah. But the easiest thing to do for anything in life is to not do it. I don't understand why people don't get over that. Like the easiest <laughs> thing to do in life is to not do it. And you can make it whatever you want. The easiest thing in life is to not go back to school. The easiest thing in life is to stay at the job you've been at versus trying to apply for a better position. The easiest thing in life to do is to order out versus cooking, to not go back to the grocery store and return them shoes. You be- like the easiest thing in life is to always not do it. It's like a, it's like no, no stuff. Right. That's like my pet peeve when people say easier said than done. What, what isn't easier, easier said, said than, than done? done? Exactly. Like, like getting a cup, saying you want water versus getting the, going to the sink and actually getting the cup and then make sure to water. Like that's not even like there's not one single thing that I can think of right now that's easier done than said. Right. Exactly. You know. Exactly. But it doesn't matter what's. E- easier even part of the equation why why exactly too you're right why is easier ever no i get it you know uh work hard work smarter not harder when it comes to certain things but the betterment and the elevation of your life is going to walk require you to work harder bottom line for your life to be smarter later on in life that's just how it goes agree agree and um let's talk about some of the symptoms of lupus some of the things because one the even though uh, they estimate about 1.5 million people have lupus is believed that that number is much higher because of misdiagnosed or undiagnosed as of yet mm-hmm. people that are dealing with things like fatigue fever joint stiffness skin rashes hair loss thinking and memory problems uh, i mean a crap ton of joint pain and just physical pain and discomfort mm-hmm. So those there are a lot of signs of um, lupus that people, but because it's a group of things together, mm-hmm. sometimes we look at things individually and not realize that all these things combined are a bigger issue. Yeah, and it also had you know mouth dryness, red rashes, um, actual hair loss is common, um, blood and urine headaches. It's just a lot of different things, and it's the same symptoms of other things. Yes. But as, as we always say, some people, I think, do you think it's common that people are proud that they don't go to the doctor? Proud? Yeah, like, ah, nah. Oh, proud that they don't go even if they need to go? Because I'm proud that I don't go to the doctor. Are you? Yeah. Why? Well, no. I'm proud that you don't go to or proud that you don't need to go to the doctor. There's a difference. Yeah, proud that I don't need to go to the doctor. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But no, like, you ain't been in the doctor in four years. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Like, you're just not, you're just not going to get things checked out? Really? <laughs> that's, what's, that's what we doing? That's what we doing? <laughs> so, sometimes avoiding the doctor is um, a reason why people True. can mistake some of those symptoms as just, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, t- I'm just tired or... I don't, uh, you know, I'm just going to pass. i got a fever. Just get some over-the-counter medicine yep. and things. Because especially if they come at different times. Like you might have fever one week or you might have fatigue this other week. But you don't even realize that they're all related. Exactly. It's just like, oh, it's a stressful period in my life. Or I've been working hard. And so you don't go to the doctor. Because there's a lot of self-diagnosing out here, too. Yes. Um, and 
it could be because of lack of insurance. It could be because that's just something you don't do. Fear. fear. Uh, that's what I was just going to say. A lot of people are like, oh, no. My cousin went to the hospital never came back out, right? So that's a common one, too, amongst African-Americans. Like, because of the ridiculous amount of health disparities, a lot of mistakes are making, making on us. You know, a lot of us come out worse than when we went in. You know, a lot of errors. Treatment is subpar. Um, and then a lot of people feel inferior sometimes around doctors and intimidated. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, you know, well-versed in, depending on how the doctor comes off, you know, with that relationship, it can be very like, I'm your superior, you're inferior, they're using jargon they don't understand, especially if it's a low-income, you know, mm-hmm. low-education-level person. It's just a really intimidating experience. Wow. You know, the doctor can be explaining something simple about, how often you should take a medication and where to get it or how to eat. And if you're saying stuff that this person's never heard of and is just not educated enough to keep up, mm-hmm. they're like, forget forget this whole thing altogether. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's why it's so important for there to be more doctors that look like us and sound like us that our people can relate to and make yeah. people feel comfortable. Because one of the biggest issues is that only 5% of physicians are black. And so... We're going to people who are foreign or white or who we already culturally have some discomfort around. Mm -hmm. Makes a huge impact in the service we're provided. Absolutely. And I can't even say going to, you know, quote, unquote, black doctors because that might be what you look like on the outside. But some they can be more demeaning than... So, you know, it all, judgmental. It, it, yeah. judgmental. It, all, it just all depends. But as far as getting treated, you can't get treated if you don't get diagnosed. I mean, go right. to the doctor if you can. I know it's expensive. And there's a lot. And this is for um, anyone without insurance. There is something that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, if you don't have insurance, you can go to the doctor. You get the bill. There's a certain thing called a charity application that you can get, you can call the, the, the billing department, you can get a charity application. If you don't have insurance, fill it out and they will pay your bill for you. That's something that people don't know. I've seen yeah. two, three thousand dollar bills get paid at one hundred percent. Wow. And people a lot of people don't know about that. It's called a charity application. It's called a charity application. Do you know the website? Just Google it. You know what? I don't know because when I talk to people, I mail them the application. So I don't know how the the other uh, any other way to Okay. And do you know? Um, do you know? I know it's through St. Um, St. John Hospital. All the St. Johns, like Providence. Is this available nationwide or just in Michigan or national? I'm not sure. I'm okay. Not sure. I just know um, if you are local and you've been to St. John's or you've been to like a Borges Hospital. That's up, like you know, when you go to school. Okay. Or um, in Ann Arbor and things like that. You can get a charity application if you don't have. So I don't know how far spread it is. Okay, I just pulled it up, and it looks like it's nationwide. So, guys, uh, let me read this. Charity care programs help uninsured patients who can't afford to pay their medical bills and don't qualify for government aid. The patient services department of your local hospital can help you find out if you're eligible. Reach out to the hospital before your medical service and explain your situation. So there you go. And this is on USA.gov. Um, so look that up, you know, take some, take some time off social media. If you have a loved one who the only thing that's stopping them from getting, you know, care is finances, then look into, because the bill is high. I, I've seen a enormous bills, but I'm like, wow, that's like amazing. That's so amazing. You know, it's just a blessing for people because, you know, I talk to elderly people who are paying $3 a month on doctor's bill because they, they are so serious about paying their bills, but they don't just don't have the money. So they're like, I'm going to pay $3 this month. I'm like, you know? Wow, just something to show yeah. integrity and intent mm-hmm. to pay. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, charity <clears throat> application. And there's other. There's a whole thing on USA.gov just called Help with Bills. So it looks like it extends outside of medical bills, telephone bills, home energy bill, prescription drug costs. Um, so that's a really, really, really good resource, Jay. Thank you, because. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you're right. Like sometimes we don't go because we just yeah. we fear that it's going to take us out the game financially. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. And that's a good because it's not cheap. It's mm-hmm. not cheap. You go to the hospital, you're there for an hour, and you got a two thousand dollar bill. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, first step to treating something is getting diagnosed with it and yes. knowing what you're dealing with because you can't just make make up, you know, why you have these symptoms. You just right. can't just right. Oh, yeah, this must be, you know, my cousin had or whatever the reason or right. whatever you think it is. No, get an official, official 
diagnosis and don't limit it to whatever they tell you writing on the prescription pad. You need this one time a month. No, at that point, you get their advice, but then you look into what options you have and what you have control, what you can do. Like when you get in the driver's seat and how you can maintain like a still a healthy lifestyle yes. with this um with this illness. Yes. Um, another couple of things to consider as far as lupus is the majority of Americans have a vitamin D deficiency, but for lupus pe- people with lupus is even higher. So vitamin D is a, a huge important supplement. If you can't get it naturally through sunlight, then you want to invest in a really, really, really good vitamin D supplement. No synthetic, you know, you want to try and get, you know, a really high quality supplement as well. Um, and then, you know, what you consume, you know, making sure that, cause essentially our plants are our vitamins. Mm-hmm. And so making sure that your diet, you're feeding your immune system, um, a lot of healthy vitamins, nutrients, phyto, micro and macronutrients through the diversity of your plate. So if you suffer from lupus or any autoimmune disease, then you want to make sure you're eliminating all of that processed food, that fatty food, that dairy, you want to limit your meat to very, very small portions. Meat mm-hmm. has, you know, a high intake of meat has also been directly linked to complications with lupus. And so keeping that meat to a minimum and when you do have it high quality, when I say minimum, I mean four to five ounces at a serving and making those servings, you know, not every day. Be okay with not having meat every mm-hmm. single day. So really important there as well. Yeah, there's a few tips. Um, get, um, you know what? I'm gonna say get some support. That's like kind of like the number ten thing when you uh, research how to manage lupus um, flare-ups. But support to me might be on the top like one or two things because we always want to handle things alone. Yes, and we don't want to burden people, especially women. You know, um, women are like the burden carriers, um, and we always nurture and try to take care of other people. But getting support. Of, of any kind, whether it's a family member, friends, or if it's a support group, like your pain is, it's it's valid. Yes. It's not something, you're not a whiner, you're not a complainer, mm-hmm. It's you're not weak. It's, it's a very valid thing. So get some support, someone who understands you and wants to help you and wants to hear you out. Um, you know, stay out of the sun, not 100%, but you, you have to block, you know, use sunblock and things like that. Maybe an umbrella because the sun... Um, causes a lot of flare-ups um exercise not not just for physical but for emotional alleviation of stress um find out what your triggers of stress are and try to avoid them if you can stress stress plays a heavy heavy role on flare-ups and muscle it's amazing how stress can make your muscles and your joints ache yeah a direct correlation yep um stress direct correlation with um your joints aching your head hurting your muscles i mean just stress is so it's it's not just a thing in your head it's a physical you have physical reactions yep. to stress <clears throat> you sure do um what do they say it, it releases histamine is that what it is cortisol cortisol yep cortisol is the stress hormone that is released and then um depending on how high the stress is you also um release um uh Oh God! What's the fight or flight hormone? Um, I thought it was. I make it something like that, but whatever it is, that's the thing that causes your skin rashes. Adrenaline. And, sorry, it was adrenaline. Mm, adrenaline and cortisol. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's and it's just it's a physical it's a physical reaction, and find some downtime for yourself. It's not impressive as people think to always be on call. I'm always busy. I'm always working. I never have time. I, you know, I just go to work. No, downtime. I don't care if you have to turn down something you deem as important just to read a book or just to go to support tree or just to go have, you know, some time with friends or whatever it is that mm-hmm. you always feel great. Because most of us at this age know what makes us feel happy and what causes us stress. Mm-hmm. At this point, we we pretty we pretty much know. So whatever it is, you know, manage your stress levels by having the good the good triggers and removing the bad triggers. Yeah, um, and we're gonna do a whole show, I think, about stress because I want to go into detail about the difference between negative stress and positive stress. Um, because we need stress in our lives, but it's become such a four letter word. 
that I want to go into detail about what type of stress is okay and then what type of stress we should be avoiding um, too. So we'll have an upcoming show about that. And then um, as always, just like with health and wellness, as we mentioned earlier in the show, flood your environment with things and positivity about literally lupus. Like there are several celebrities that have lupus that, mm-hmm. you know, and the, there's a lupus foundation. And so follow those things. Be in the know. I think one of the best things you can do for yourself when you're dealing with a chronic illness is being educated on what it is, um, what are some upcoming studies, some studies that's, that's been done on it and about it, and what were their results, what are some of the things they're working on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, Toni Braxton, is because she has lupus, she's huge on you know, she donates so much money. She does so mm-hmm. many fundraisers. Nick Cannon has lupus. There's actually a couple celebrities. Seal has lupus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, Lady Gaga. Did you know? Uh, absolutely. I'm yeah. shocked at Lady Gaga. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe because she's so bad. You know, like she so just owns uh, her 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 platform and. So, I mean, everyone else does too, but I don't know. It's just weird that Lady Gaga has. <laughs> yeah, just just powerhouses that we would yeah, never. You can't picture them ill, ill. Right. Right. Yeah, but like, there's a do- time. <clears throat> there's a documentary on Netflix all about Lady Gaga. They don't mention lupus in the documentary, I don't think, but she is so sick throughout the entire documentary. She's always having these uh, pains in her body, like her mm-hmm. back. Her head, she's always has this chronic. So she has all these specialists that are always right there before she goes on stage. When she comes off stage, giving her ice packs and all these special treatments and masseuse and everything. And so I don't know if at the time they shot the documentary, she hadn't been quite diagnosed yet. Mm-hmm. But she has had a lot of health issues in, in the past, Lady Gaga. Wow. So like like I said, Tony Braxton, Nick Cannon, Seal, Lady Gaga. Um, Trick Daddy has lupus. Did you know that? <laughs> Well, I found out today. <laughs> I found out today. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's He's quite a few. another one that is kind of weird. Like, you're too, like, gangster. For you're that. too gangster for lupus, right. Um, so, I mean, this thing inadvertently affects a lot of people, but I think sometimes we really feel like, it's just me, I'm out here on my own, or I don't have help, or don't have resources. So, staying in the know with things is extremely, extremely important. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, we will some upcoming shows that we think we're going to cover are on Crohn's disease, as I just mentioned, stress. And then we're also going to deep dive into um, acid reflux disease, too. A lot of us deal with acid reflux. So I want to kind of get into detail about that. Some stuff a lot of people don't know about acid reflux. So that's an upcoming show as well. So be sure that you're following the Black Health Academy podcast, either on iTunes or on SoundCloud or on Stitcher. We're available on all three platforms. Um, And then, you know, of course, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Black Health Academy. And make sure you're getting plugged in to our biweekly blog, plugged in into our biweekly podcast, on our email list. And then inside the actual academy, every month we're uploading new content into all four schools inside of the academy, the master school, Plant You, Plank You, and then Sci-Fi for Psychological Fitness. Excuse me. And so we have a lot of content every Wednesday inside the Academy. New content is uploaded into one of the schools. So the Black Health Academy is a a phenomenal resource. We've gotten such great feedback from our students about the content, the workouts that they can do anywhere, the audio lessons that they can listen to anywhere, the masterclasses. Um, the recipes we're getting people posting about, oh, I just tried the, you know, sweet mm-hmm. potato chili inside the Black Health Academy. So, I mean, really, for $29 a month, you really can't beat that type of value being delivered, you know, for us, by us, right? All, all the content and all the master classes that we do inside of the academy are specifically geared towards African-American health. So please make sure that you're an active participant in this community as you are active on any other platform, because this is something that means more um, to you than just, you know, what's going on in your household. When we're healthy as a people, we're more healthy economically. We're more healthy socially, politically. When we have our physical health nailed down. So it means more than just what's going on in your day to day. So um, as always, guys, we'll be back here in two weeks with another episode. Welcome to 2018. Um, and we're going and we're going to deep dive into the pledge and make sure that you go on to the blackhealthacademy.com because that is where the pledge is. I had a wonderful client who decided to take it upon herself 
to turn the pledge into a PDF. And so if you love this pledge that we recite at the end of every episode, please make sure that you print it out, post it up, because as we've said now a couple times throughout this episode, episode, inundating yourself with things constantly that you see, hear, and read is what's going to keep you focused and reminded that these things are really important. So we're going to um, pull up the pledge here and we're going to recite it. So make sure that, again, the BlackHealthAcademy.com, you get in on a conversation, you get in on the community. I, the Black Health Academy, pledge to honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. Until next time, guys, take care. Peace.